pro wrestling was real to me. It was real. I went to all these wrestling matches, and we're going to talk about pro wrestling entertainment, I guess, today here on the Cheap Thought Podcast. Ben, what do you think? I think it's good. I think it's a good thing to talk about. You always hear that uh, when I talk about it, it's it's fascinating because uh, I grew up around it. I grew up going to the Sportatorium in downtown Dallas, Texas. And where we have, we're in beautiful downtown Corpus Christi. That's where we do this Cheap Thought Podcast and pro wrestling is the thing. Who was your favorite pro wrestler? I didn't. Well, Sergeant Slaughter because uh, he Sergeant. was on G.I. Joe. Was he on G.I. Yeah, Joe? Yeah, he, he was a cartoon character on G.I. Joe. I didn't know that. So that's why I, I watched G.I. Joe. I like that. I even Sergeant had the little tank with the, with the uh, G.I. Joe guys. Yeah, but also another super famous one was Hulk Hogan. I was, I yeah. You sent, me, you sent me podcast, Joe Rogan uh, interviewing uh, some wrestlers, Rick Flair. Yeah. Woo! He's actually had quite a few pro, a uh, lot of old school pro wrestlers on his uh, podcast the last two years. I've really enjoyed listening to the stories and the stories about other great, um, greats that have been around. I also like Andre the Giant. He was a really He was my player. favorite growing up. Him and a guy named uh, Harry Bam Bam Gordy which was part of the fabulous Freebird with Michael P.S. Hayes. He said, stood for purely sexy and money <laughs> jack and Those were the three guys. But uh, they wrestled with the Von Erics. We just had the Iron Claw movie uh, well, recently came out. I, I have gone to see that. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I thought the guy that played the role of Fritz Von Erich was a fantastic. And uh, I think... Um, Really neat remembering that it brought up a lot of good childhood memories. My dad and grandfather uh, took me to those shows, and uh, later on I would go to some bigger events. But after after I got out of high school, I really didn't care much about wrestling. Growing up, watching that and uh, seeing those characters today and doing interviews, podcasts, and stuff, um, I have also gone to some local uh, wrestling events. Uh, when I was in Austin, I went one. Been to a couple here in Corpus Christi, so you're not seeing the big stars, but you're seeing this pretty cool show. You know, they, they do a lot of acrobatic stuff, and they throw in the drama, the screaming and the yelling and the hollering, and you know, the whining and crying. You have to sell. So when somebody, you know, it's it's it is real to an extent for what they have to do with their talent. But if you're twisting someone's arm, the other guy is playing it up. Oh, it hurts! Oh, don't stop! Don't stop! And they're home. So uh, anyway, I had a good time. Uh, I enjoyed that movie. I had a good time. Those were really good um, times, memories of going to those matches. And um, yeah, Ric Flair does the thing in uh, in uh, in the movie. There's a guy that plays Ric Flair in that movie, and he's like, uh, his interviews were fantastic. And, and a lot of uh, I think you can see on TikTok a lot of teams, especially football teams, they will have someone uh, doing the style and profiling. And in that movie, he's, I got a limousine outside a mile long with 25 of the most beautiful women in there waiting for me to go, whoop, whoop. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What an entertainment. And, and, you know, to me, they were characters. Then I don't know what they have out there now. I don't really pay much attention to the, the stuff that's going on in wrestling today, but uh, like uh, uh, we were just looking at the macho. Yeah, looking at some of those old school Slim Jim, uh, 
commercials. It was really good. But before I forget, I wanted to mention that here in Corpus Christi, the WWE Monday Night Raw will be here June 17th, 2024. So, yeah, that, this year, 2024, June 17th, WWE. I, I wonder if we should go as the Geek Cloud Podcast. One of our friends goes and says he's got sons, young, young sons, and he takes them to the never been to yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it would be interesting. For, for the entertainment we get, we went to a hockey game the other day. Um, thanks to Ben, he's like, hey, you want to go to the hockey game? Got to work tomorrow. That was the Corpus Christi Ice Rays. Yeah, fun. And uh, we have the Ice Rays. We have the Hooks, which is our double-A baseball team. Always a fun atmosphere over there. But the wrestling was always interesting to me, uh, even later because I learned about those characters and I learned what they call kayfabe, kayfabe or kayfob. You know what that is? Go ahead, tell me. Okay, so back in the day of wrestling, when I was growing up, 80s, 90s, um, they kept a secret because they, they wanted to create enemies like uh, in they, the ring. They had to have the villain and they had to have the heel. The heel and the, yeah. and the baby face is what That's they call it. Yep. Yeah. Heel. So, um, you, they wouldn't even allow these guys to travel together or be seen at the same place, even though they're probably friends outside of the show that they did. But they wanted to keep these secrets of the business. And it was, they, they never wanted to let you know that these were predetermined matches. Everything is, is uh, fake. But, hey, it could be predetermined. But only, only a couple of people know. The audience don't really know. I mean, they don't know what, who's going to win the match. And they create this... Uh, you know, this storyline and uh, pretty fascinating because, I mean, wrestling was so big at one time. When television first came out, it was one of the first things they put on television. And everyone wanted to go watch wrestling matches. And whoever had a television, they, all the family and friends, neighbors would go to those people's house and watch some little five-inch screen of television. Wrestling. And if you went to the matches, I mean, it's kind of a you went to the matches. It was, um, you know, you're going to get the show there. But some people say, well, I see that it's fake. But I don't know. Some of those tough guys in the past, but yeah, they, they were crazy. Well, the only time I ever went to one was when we were in the auditorium and we were in middle school. And they had a couple. I don't even know who they were. They could have been both guys uh, on their own circuit. But they came and it seemed very real because it would be bloody and stuff. And this is in our gym auditorium in our hey. school. And they'd be like cutting and they were like throwing chairs and breaking tables and stuff. So it was it was like entertaining to all the kids, you know. They they, all, they always had those blood matches. When I'd go downtown, they at the end of the night, the last show uh, match would be a blood match. And they would slice their head with a little corner of a razor blade and just bleed everywhere and make it look all crazy. I didn't even know about it until I, I listened to uh, some of the guys talk about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like, I, I didn't know as a kid that they intentionally did that. It just it seemed all real back then. They were larger than life people, like really big guys. Yeah. And, you know, they'd get all bloody. There's a movie called The Wrestler, Mickey Rourke, uh, came out years ago. And uh, it, it is it is kind of rough to watch. I wouldn't watch it. But uh, anyway, that's all I knew. But, um, they do one of those those uh, matches with the barbed wires wrapped around the uh, ropes, and they bring in all this like glass and 
the guy's like spraying himself in the in the eyes with with uh spraying him and he's spraying himself and the his opponent in the eyes with like insect spray. <laughs> and he takes one of those hand staples and he staples like a five dollar bill into his head. And then at the end of the match, like they have staples all in their body, you know, so they're plucking these out. It's in the part that that part of the movie, Mickey Rourke has, has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But man, they do this. There are circuits in this wrestling that do those shows. And I, I had a I had the privilege to meet a, a guy that had a school that was known wrestling named Killer Tim Brooks from, from the Dirty White Boy from Waxahachie, Texas. And I went over there to Waxahachie and met this guy once. And um, he had his school. And he, and he said, hey, man, we're, we're trying to build a promotion here. I've got some pretty good uh, talent. And uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we can book a show. And I was asking him at that time about those blood matches. And he said, yeah, um, he, uh, it's the late Tim Brooks. Now he's passed away a few years ago. But uh, he said, yeah, he knew some guys that would do that. This young talent that he had there, I mean, they're not doing that unless they were really diving into the business. But with the spread of hepatitis and HIV and all that stuff, you got to be really careful. Just like the boxers and the MMA guys got to get all that testing. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, but they would do it. I mean, to me, that was a show. <laughs> that was entertainment, dude. Especially the kids. And even the adults, they, they, they made it very, very real. Yeah. Yeah, it really brought me to it. I don't have a lot to say. I mean, I've only seen a few matches in my life. I haven't seen too many. Would you Would you consider participating? Like one match. They used to do this one where they put a dog collar on your neck and a chain and a dog collar on your opponent's neck. And then you fight each other. No, not unless there was real money involved. No, well, they just, get paid. You'd have to pay pretty good. A couple hundred bucks, man. Come on. No, that's not enough. Speaking of that, (laughs) there was was a reality show I was watching, and I think we've talked about this. You went to the Renaissance Festival, Mm -hmm. and those jousters, would you do that? Yeah, that sounds good. No. Did you ever see that show where these guys trained for that? Uh, I saw a reality show about that. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, have this log swinging on a chain, Mm -hmm. and these guys will pad it up, but he's got to let that log hit him in the chest. Yeah. I don't want to try that. No. To me, that sounds more entertaining. Like, it'd be more fun to do than putting a dog collar in my neck. You got <laughs> with a chain. Like, no, thank you. That's, that's, <coughs> that doesn't sound like anything I'm interested in. So you have two horses sprinting at one another, and you're on one of those horses with a big old pole. I would love to joust. That, would, that seems like, wow. It speaks to my DNA somehow. Really? Yeah. Really? I don't, you I don't want to do No, because, I, I mean, these, these uh, jousting poles, they, they collapse. They're, they're like fiberglass. They, I they, know. I mean, it's like they're made to... It's to like something's going to go wrong. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Most I, of the time, I'm they're... Sure. Most of the time, they're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and if I hit on target, I would like to do practice to see if I could uh, if I could actually aim it and, and do it just right. That'd be fun. A lot of uh, retired football players do pro wrestling, or they used to. I guess they still do. And, you know, if you're a big athlete... A lot of guys dive into that business because that's what, you know, it's fascinating to them and they want to work their way up the ladder, become a big star. And, uh, hey, they get paid pretty well. 
I've always heard where I hear this that the the work in the pro wrestling circuit, which with the jousting, I don't know, it's me and you make it work. But uh, the the workload is tough. You, you're going to do about three hundred plus shows a year, and you're going to fly all of these. For a living, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, 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 I don't know how they talk about. You know, how do you have a family? How do you have your kids? You're, you're never at home. It's worse than uh, probably truck driving. You're going to be, you may be in uh, one city, uh, in one part of the country one night, and then you're on the other part of the country the next night, and then back in the middle part of the country, and then back up north, and back down south, and one night after a night, and maybe you get a night off somewhere there, and then you're, but you're probably going to spend time traveling, and maybe you can run home and, and uh, see the family for a minute, and you're back on the road. But, back here's, but here's the alternative, nine to five, living in suburbia, and just... Like uh, everything is predetermined, doing the same thing, monotonous, never getting out. You know, I haven't found a nine to five. I'm just saying, there's people out there, a lot of people that do the nine to five. I mean, we're truck drivers, a little bit different. But for a lot of people, they're like, okay, if I want to work behind a desk, I want to go on work. And I can famous, make a lot of money. Now, most people probably don't make money, good money, doing, uh, getting their chops in, doing the the, the pro wrestling. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, the first. Most, like any other sports or anything, the, the low men on the pro pole don't make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. the superstar too, but there's always that potential of making it. And I'm sure just the adrenaline coming in, walking down to the, the ring, it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to feel energized. It's like it's something that you've been practicing, preparing for, and getting better at. Because I'm sure, just like anything else, even though you're not the headliner, every time you go put on a show, that you're doing, even though it might be predetermined and everything, the uh, better you are, better your chances of moving or just stepping up, trying to get a name for yourself. I mean, I'm sure that's very, very exciting. Very like people don't like they want to achieve that, and then they don't want to let it go once they Every night you get to go into a ring, 30 minutes. You 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 have to cut promos. Um, you have to. Uh, it's it's a lot. Feel that. But see, that's what I was saying about this podcast. With me seeing that and what they did with that, I like to use this, but what I've learned from that and implement that in, into the podcast, not the, the Kate Fabe. We're not here to uh, sell you, sell you, um, you know, other than our fake advertising. Not yet. <clears throat> and the Blue Flame Premium Tournament is going to be sponsoring this section of podcast. What if we have the Cheap Thought Podcast? Like, uh, yeah, this shelf belt. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to get that custom. Like the made. number one sponsor, the number one contributor, or number one donator. Just, you want to be a champion. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would work. I think we could do it. All in good time. All in good time. And that, uh, I guess, uh, just like this podcast. Yeah. I've got another champion. I saw the Cheap Thought Podcast, Cheap Thought 2023.